The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James and this is the Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace Show. I'm super excited to be here with you today as we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. My goodness, every time I say that definition, I just feel a sense of calm in my belly in the solar plex area as well, because I know that everything that's happened in my life thus far, today included, is happening for one reason, and that is to bow down and serve me as I consciously create and move towards my next level of greatness. That's not only true for me, it's true for you too. We only but have to believe that. And something that I constantly tell my life coach clients is that we don't just have to believe it. We have to know it, know that, that no matter what's going on, things are meant to serve you, but we have a choice. We have a choice. We have a choice. Hooray for choice. So I'm hoping today that you will choose to see the good in your situation, even when it doesn't feel good and know that you will come out on top and things will be okay. On this program, we focus on women helping women. We bring the guests and the topics that highlight opportunities for us to learn and to grow. And if you listen to our last show, I think it was um, me just uh, talking with you. We're going to do some more of that um, bonding um, in this new season as well. So we'll have some shows where it'll just be me and you are my marvelous audience. And so, but we'll bring on great guests as well. And today we do have a fabulous guest. I can't wait to introduce her to you. So if you are new to our tribe, Welcome to the world of everyday peacemakers. You can learn more about me, Dr. Drayvon James, and Everyday Peace by visiting my website at drdrayvonjames.com. On the website, you will find words of wisdom, encouragement, contact information. If you're interested in joining our 12-week group coaching session, Leaders in High Heels, You'll find out about it there. You can connect with me there. Ask me any questions that you may want to ask and let me know anything that you want me to know about you. I love to learn about our listeners. So, and there's free gifts there too. So partake in those. Log on and visit the website frequently. Please log on today and come back often. So today we have a wonderful show for you. You know, I, I, I guess I'm one of those hosts that I fall in love with my guests because I'm so grateful for what their contribution is. And um, our guest today is, I feel the same way about, her name is Dawn Alette. Dawn Alette. And she was born in Grenada. I say that wrong, maybe. 
Grenada, I'm going to say it that way, she can correct me, in the West Indies. She has traveled internationally, and she has lived in the United States, Europe, and the Middle East. She is an author, an artist, a comedian, a, mo a motivational speaker. She has authored eight children's books, two biographies on Barack and Michelle Obama, a memoir, a novel, and a textbook on Henrietta Lacks. She is ready, I mean, absolutely ready for what else Spirit has in store for her. And before I bring her on, I just want to tell you, I'm reading one of her books right now. I can't wait to get off the show today and sit down with a cup of tea and get back to it. Dawn Alette, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Drayvon. I'm excited to be here with you. <laughs> oh, I'm excited to have you. Um, there's so much and about your life is so rich. When I say, you know, you're from Grenada, you, you've lived in the United States, currently living in the United States, you've lived in yeah. Europe, you've lived in the Middle East. I know that fascinates me. Uh, I personally went to your art showing, which was amazing. We'll have to talk a little bit about that for our audience, too, because when I say that you are an artist i mean that in the truest sense of the word word you are an artist you just came to the to this embodiment to this earthly experience as an artist to give your creativity mm -hmm. away so thank you for sharing it with us but before we get into um what we're going to talk about today which is um doing it the right way right W-R-I-T-E, like writing a book, because you've written so many of them. Um, I would like you just to tell us a little bit about your journey, like how it is you came to live in so many different places. And and really, we'll start there. But my, my big question is, um, where do you get this inspiration or courage? Let's just call it what it is. Where do you get the courage to move around and uh, experience so much of life like you have? Well, let's see. I think ever since I was a little girl, I always, we were told <clears throat> that the world, there's a big world out there. So you don't need to stay in your little spot. Um, you go where you want to go. You know, you just get ready and you go there. Uh, in my world, and I say my world because I think, I'm not sure there's just one world because other people seem to experience a totally different world from mine and other people's. But somebody asked me one time, why did you go all the way to the Middle East? A student in a class I was teaching, and I said, I went to the Middle East because it was there. You know? I love it. I went because it was there. And that's what we have to look at travel like. You know, it's there, so I can go. You just need a passport. You know, and the means you set your life up so that you can do that thing that you want to do. So you just go because it's there. So I lived there for about five years. And I traveled all over the Middle East while I was there. I went to exotic places like the Kasbah, Egypt, because it was there. You know? Wow. So, wow. <laughs> and we come from, I come from a very small island, 12 miles by 24 as the crow flies. It's as big as Martha's Vineyard. And um, we leave and we travel, you know, we just travel a lot. And wow. so I and you know, mm -hmm. That's interesting too, because when you, sometimes when you think about people who come from small places, you think maybe they will be afraid to venture out to larger places and have that. But I'm hearing just the opposite. And it sounds like it's the norm 
for your from the environment where yes. you're from where people just venture out and you know and they yes. don't it's, feel yeah well one of the reasons could be america is a big country and people here everything they need is here they don't really need to venture out except to educate themselves and to enjoy life a little more when you're from a small place you constantly want more you have one season summer 365 days a year you want to experience winter you want to experience the, the, the highway with six lanes you know you want to experience a lot of other things where americans already have that so they're less mm -hmm. inclined to go look for anything because it's all here where in a small island you kind of more curious i think i think that has something to do with it you want to see what else is out there oh you use one of my favorite words was curiosity yeah right and i think it if we if we i don't know if anybody other than me remembers the book Cur curious george the little monkey yeah but i used to love the curious george series when i was a child right and i i said you know if, in our intro or my first question was where do you get the courage and you said something is that you get you're curious you you know when you're from a small island you're curious about what it's like to be from such a large place where there are six highways where there are four seasons you know and all of this variety and that curiosity oftentimes trumps um fear yes right yes it's like i am curious i want to know and, and so we let that curiosity drive us to to really in your case uh pursue your passions i mean your creativity as an artist is astounding i, I mean you're i'll let you talk a little bit about you know we're going we're going to get into the books guys because the the book that i am reading is a page turner <laughs> We're going to get into the books, but um, before we get into the books, uh, let's just talk about how did your discovery. Well, no, I want to talk about this first. I want to ask this question because we got, we have listeners here and I want you to hear this. Tell me about your training as an artist and the type of, and the type of art you do. Tell me about your, your, your training and how you became to be an artist. an artist okay we'll talk about art not uh and well okay first of all i think art or i'm a writer i i consider myself a writer and i know there are lots of ways to tell a story you can write it you can dance it you can sing it you can draw it but you all you're telling a story so just different ways of expressing art you know your 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 creativity i started writing I wrote my first book I like to say when I was 10 I didn't write it intentionally I wrote it and it's the reaction I got from it that's interesting because I was 10 I'm a, I'm a black woman I'm a black child okay we live in a society where there were no black writers I didn't see any black authors I didn't know uh, any black authors at that point all I knew were stories about little white girls and little white boys like uh you know goldilocks and and cinderella i didn't identify with them so i knew there was something inside of me that had to change that write a story about somebody that looks like me because if i don't tell my story who am i waiting for to tell it so but the thing was after i wrote it it was about a little girl who could be anything she wanted to be my aunt at the time who wasn't very conscious took the book tossed it away and said we don't write books 
Okay, mm. so now here comes the thing I learned about communication. Communication is not what you say, it's what the other person hears. So when she said, we don't write books, I heard black people don't write books. You too stupid to write a book. How dare you write a book? That's what I heard. So the book got tossed away. It took me 40 years to write that book again the next time. So I was 50 years old before I wrote my first children's book because that's how easy it is for an adult, a mother or a teacher to just stop a child in his tracks. Okay, so I wrote my book again at 50 and it got published and I haven't stopped since. I've been writing ever since. Okay, so we have to be so careful what we tell our kids, what the teachers tells the kids because it's what a child hears, not what she's told. And that's how I started writing about a child who knew, not like um, Little Red Riding Hood, who didn't know her grandmother, her own grandmother. I wrote about a bright little black girl who knew exactly what a grandmother looked like. I wrote about a little black girl who was not a felon, who didn't go into the bear's house, uh, destroy their furniture, eat their food, leave the scene of the crime. If that little child were black, she'd still be in jail. You know? So... <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to write about that. And I didn't also want to write about a little girl who threw her hair out the window for somebody to climb up on. We don't have that much hair unless we buy it. And then if we buy it and we throw our extensions out the window, it's not going to end well. You know what I mean? So I wanted to write about a little girl who knew not to go into somebody's house. They were all stupid, stupid, stupid stories in my book. And I hated them. And so I wanted to change that and write something about, and you know, a, a little black girl who had sense. You know what I mean? Who knew how to navigate it. And that was my motivation. Right, it had to be believable for your yes. culture, right? Because it, as you say this, right? Because uh, and it, as you say, it makes such good sense. I, I want it to be fascinating, but it needs to be believable for the That's audience that I'm writing yes. for, right? And so yes. we know that we're not going in anybody's house. Uh, he said, we're not throwing any hair out the window. <laughs> I mean, right. you know, I love you, it. Little girl, you know there's a witch down the street and she lives in a tower. What are you doing there? Mm -hmm. Why are right. you going Stay up the tower. Yeah, what, what are you doing right. going up the steps, you know? Right. <laughs> and That's the first thing our parents would say. What made you go up the steps? You, you got what you deserve. Exactly. And you don't go throwing your hair out the window for any young man to start right. climbing on it. Right. Rapunzel, right? All the hair is going to come out and he's going to fall and probably break his neck. So the, the stories were all silly. And so that was my motivation to keep going. So I wrote, what will I be? What will I be? Now let me think. I will be a policeman if you let me wear pink. You know what I mean? And I will be an electrician and light up the city. I'll write, I'll be a best-selling author. And, you know, all of these things you could be. So it's a whole book full of things a little girl could be. And it was published in England. And they liked it so much, they asked me to do one about boys, for little boys. What will I be when I become a man? It's never too early to start making a plan. You know? And oh, so he goes my. through all of these, little, all these um, jobs that he can be. I could just be anything. You, until somebody comes along and says you can't and you you have the misfortune of listening to that person and then it's all over you see so i absolutely love it <laughs> so that was my 
that was my motivating factor. The the art, the part about artists, artists, I knew, you see, I knew my history. African people are amazing. And I know we came from the continent because you have to come from someplace. It doesn't matter where you land. It matters what you, where you come from. Okay. So I know the Africans were creative people. We as black people are just creative people, period. We're creative with language. Look at what we've done to the language. You know what I mean? We don't speak like anybody else. We know how to dance. We know how to move. You know, we can fly. We can actually fly. Look at the young man who flew over the thing to get to the judge a couple of days ago. You know, he, he was airborne. So I, I think right. we are incredible, you know? <laughs> so I figured, okay, well, we, we built pyramids and we made great works of art. Therefore, it's in me. So I got up some pastels and started painting. I didn't have any classes. I couldn't probably afford any classes. You know, I come from a culture where countries like Haiti and Jamaica, we just paint. You know, here's the thing. You really don't need a class. To, you don't need instruction as such because you have people that deliver babies without going through midwifery, without going to medical school, and they have they deliver babies. You have men driving taxis that deliver babies. So it, it goes to show that we can do whatever it is we have to do. You know, so I, I I painted and I sculpted and I worked with glass and I and I worked with clay and I I just got carried away and created and I started painting on furniture and um and then I started writing novels, <laughs> one of which you're reading. <laughs> yes, I so I want to say some something that you've said here for our listening audience. Um, there are a few takeaway pieces because you know. On this show, we focus on women helping women. And I think oftentimes at certain seasons in our life, we have a uh, belief that we are invisible and all of our best years are behind us. All of our good ideas have passed and we should just sort of wither away. And, you know, and but I heard you say that you be. You start. You wrote that first book when you were ten years old. Your aunt told you that we don't write books, and you stopped, and you didn't write again till you were fifty. And then at fifty, you started writing, and boy, could, you were going. You you wrote. Um, you authored eight children yes. books, two biographies on the Barack uh, and Michelle Obama, a memoir, a novel, and a textbook. And yes. you started at eight, age fifty. So. For those people who are listening, whether you are a woman or know a woman that you love dearly, what I want to I want you to take away from that is that it is not over. It is not over until it is over. I don't care whether you're 15 or 50 or 550. Oh, yeah. If you have a dream, you tap into it. So you said that about that age, and I didn't miss that because a lot of people say, you know, I have nothing else to give. And here you are doing oh, amazing gosh. artwork. Yes. Ama amazing writing, yes. So that I heard that, and then you also said that you didn't have any formal painting class. You reached within. You didn't use the word imagination, but I'm going to just throw it in there. But you reached within yourself and took something from within you, and, and you put it on. I can't even name when I got to your to your studio and your workspace, and I was able to just be there and, and and touch and feel and see the amazing work that you do. Um, but that all came from within you. It came from you deciding that 
your creativity was worth putting forth into the world. So you took something that was from an intangible place within you and produced it in a tangible world. And that to me is the most magical thing that one can do. So I love the fact that it, um, right there, I'm encouraging women. I know that the, we are nurturers. We are nurturers. We have so much within ourselves. And it uh, doesn't matter what your gift is. It doesn't have to be approved and get any stamp of approval. Yours certainly didn't from your aunt at age 10. But, it, you know, it may, it may have delayed you, but uh, the delay was not a permanent uh, position because you started up at age 50 and you would not let go. So um, I guess I want to talk about, we talked about what you have written, but, um, and how you began writing. And so uh, and we're talking about the idea of studying, which you, is, uh, is it fair to use the term self-taught? Would you use that term when you describe well, yourself? Well, absolutely. 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 We, what we, we all, I believe we have what we need already in us. We just need to know how to access it. You know, there's a song, there's a song, um, I don't know what age group you're talking to, but there's an old kind of country song that says, Lord, please send me a Mercedes Benz. You know how we brought up thinking, if you want something, you ask God for it. And this man was pleading, Lord, please send me a Mercedes Benz, because my friends are driving all kinds of nice cars and I'm on foot. So send me a Mercedes Benz. The thing about it is, he has already provided the Mercedes Benz, their dealerships all over Baltimore. So there it is. All you have to do is figure out how to go to the Mercedes-Benz dealership and get one. It has already been provided. Everything has been provided. There's nothing that we need. It's all out there, whatever you need. What you need to know is to have the courage to go get it, the wherewithal to get it. You know, if you want to travel, people, people always tell me, oh, you're so lucky you, you get to travel. Well, that's not luck. You know, I had a ticket and a passport, which you can also get. You know, where do you want to go? How far do you want to go? It's all out there. It's already there. Is this, there's something inside of you telling you, well, this is not for me. This is for rich people. I, I wrote a book about science. I'm still, I'm, I have a manuscript on science. And what it's saying, science is not for boys and science is not for bright people. We are science. Mm. We're already science. So, but little girls think, well, I can't do science because it's a boy's job. No, it's not. You know, the Africans were scientists long before the rest of Europe were cleaning themselves properly. So all of that is already in us. So we just have to figure out how to get it and, and believe in ourselves because we're that incredible. You right. know, we just don't hear it. And we need to tell our children that. We need to tell them. Right. I, I agree 100%. So what can we say to women? Because there are women listening today who I know at one point in their life had something that they were passionate about and they may have gotten derailed and moved away from it because of the demands of everyday life of a woman with, you know, whether they had children or, or, or didn't, you yes. know, help participate in raising other children, taking care of a home or career. And how can, how can we tap in? How do we do that? How do we tap into our true self, our true, whatever that creativity I love what you said that, you know, communicate, there's so many forms of communication, whether it's dance, it, it, it could be painting, it could be sculpting, it could be writing. How can we tap into our self, our inner self and say, this is me. This is, how, how do we do that? 
you know, it's it's like it's like when you're shopping. If you've ever shopped for a house or an apartment, and you're looking for an apartment, and you go to the first, the, the agent t- takes you to the first place, and you nah, I don't feel anything. And the agent takes you to the second place, and you're like, nah. you go to the third place, and you think, yes, there's oh yes, this is the place. Oh yes, oh this is the place. I want this house. I'm buying this house. The, the house will also almost talk to you. It's like when you go to the ASPCA to look for a pet, a little cat or a little dog, and they're all in cages, and you go walking along looking for the right cat or dog, and all of a sudden, this one sticks his paw out and he yaps at you, and you say, that's him. So we kind of know. You try all the avenues. You see, we know what we want to do. A lot of people always tell me, like, I wish I could write. Well, guess what? You already can. And, and what's good about writing today is that the editors out there, whose job it is to correct the spelling, to correct the, dram- the, the, the grammar, correct the structure, you know, you, you, it's already done for you. You can write in the, so don't worry about, well, I can't write. Of course you can. If you have a story, you tell the story and the editor will do the rest. They'll clean it up. So when I was writing, there were no, back in the day when Emily Bronte and all these women were writing by hand, because there was no, there were no typewriters. They're not any brighter than us. They were writing on paper with ink, and the ink was needing a ballpoint pen. They had to dip it into an ink well, and then write. And every couple of letters, it'll dry up, and they had to dip it again. And they wrote novels that we are still reading today. Yes. yes. Today we have computers that will correct the spelling, that will tell you about the commas and the question marks, and will correct you. Easy, as long as you have a story. You're a writer, but you also can be a writer without writing. There are a lot of writers going around. You know, someone once said, if you want to find the best novels, go to the graveyard, the cemetery where everybody died with their books inside them. I love it. They die with their book inside them. And so so what I'm hearing you say here is everything that you said produce one word in my in my mind and that was our emotions our feelings so you can tap into your inner self through your feelings like you yeah. said when you when you i love the analogy you said when you're looking for a home to buy and your realtor takes you to several homes that no that's not it no that's not it and then you get to this one home and something leaps inside you, oh that's it yes so right? you yes. and and it has all the basic things that the other homes had but th- whatever it is that's the home for you and you can feel it from within when i encourage people to uh, uh women especially slow down mm-hmm. slow down i know we're busy we, we are the multitaskers of the universe but slow down long enough to connect with what you are feeling yep and for those connect who want to, your feeling and for those who want to write you don't have to write like okay i've got to write and i've got to finish it no you don't you can get a tape recorder and whenever you come up with an idea you, you you record it on your cell phone and just record it or you carry a little notebook with you and you bullet 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 and you write out all the little things that you want to write about and then one day you have your book you have a whole book full of stuff that you wrote down and then you put it together and you make a story Right? right? It's like writing a song. You come up with an idea, you know, and it's bit by bit by bit. You might don't know how right. to want to paint. Okay, so I painted blue for the sky, green for the land, and another shade of blue for the sea, and you leave it there. And when you come back next time, you add a tree. You come back the next time, you add a little dog running. You come back the next time, you add the sun. It's a process. And don't forget, it took me, you know, years. 
So just try it. Just go ahead and do because everybody has a story to tell. Everybody right. has a and story. Taking your time, being on this, I think as an artist, what I, what I feel from you is that this is your time, this is your pace, this is your story, whatever medium you're working in, whether it's, uh, I, I consider a writers to be artists, you know, to be yeah. able to take a word or, and to take a thought from your mind and from your heart and to produce it on paper to me is so artistic and creative. So, but you took your time. You're not on anybody else's timetable uh, mm -hmm. for those of us who are not under contract with these big publishing houses, you know, we're writing from our heart and soul. And um, so uh, one is to be curious. I think that's a takeaway for today is that curiosity will take you where fear would stop you, where fear would block you. But if you return fear into curious, I wonder if. Yes. I yeah. wonder what. Oh my right? God. Turn that into that curious and use that curiosity, use the energy created in curiosity to get you over the hump and get you started, right? And then attach to your feelings so you'll know what, what, what this passion is. And one thing I love about you, there's so many things I love about you, but one thing for certain is that you're not, um, they call typecast. I'll use that word. You're not just pigeonhole to one thing. You've let your gift of creativity allow you to go. I mean, you've written children's books to biographies on, on Barack and Michelle Obama, to a memoir, to a novel, to a textbook. You, you do all types of art using all types of mediums, whether it be a drawing or painting or sculpting, um, art. Uh, 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 there are some beautiful things you had in your gallery where, where you put the art on the stones. I don't know if there's a name for that but it was so beautiful <laughs> and painted furniture and so you've not you've let your gift lead you and it does and it does it's kind of like when you people ask me how did you manage to write a book a novel 300 pages long when i tell you what if you write the first 100 pages or the first 50 pages the rest of the book will write itself because the characters actually become alive and they will tell you the story and then you can't keep up trying to keep up with the story because they're telling it to you now because you're on a roll and it keeps you on. It's not hard. All you have to do is begin and it will come to you. I promise, you know, the, my characters were telling me things that I didn't know I was going to write about. You know, I had to go back. The characters and, coming alive. They were coming, they were talking to me. <laughs> they wake me up in the morning. <laughs> so I want to kill her. You know, I don't think you should. Well, I'm going to kill her anyway. You know, this kind of thing. So I had to kind of right. rein them in <laughs> because what? I, I, I love wish, it. It's I wish I could tell people just, you know what the best advice is? This is man one time. They hired him to teach, to come into a room, to give a talk to aspiring writers. If you want to write a book, take this course, take this workshop. Well, they all piled in there. Hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of people. They had the tape recorders. They had the books with their pens and they were ready and eager to listen. The man walked in on stage and said, does everybody in here want to write? And they said, yes, we want to write. He said, okay, go home and write. And he left, you know, because if you want to write, that's what you have to do. Just write. I, I illustrated a book and I didn't know I could illustrate because I was looking for someone to illustrate. I couldn't get anybody. I was willing to pay anything and I got nobody and the deadline was coming and I promised the children I will write them this book. So I had to illustrate it myself. So the first three drawings looked like hell. So I had to wrap them through it away and I tried again. And, and then eventually I got to know how to draw a head with two eyes in it. 
And then I did the book myself. I am not a genius. I am not different from anybody that's listening out there. Whatever you have to do, just do it. Because you know what? The clock keeps ticking. It doesn't stop for you. It just keeps on ticking. If you're going to do it, do it. And today, you don't even have to wait for a publisher. You can publish it yourself. So it's so simple. There was a time when you had to send it to somebody and they'll read it and evaluate it and tell you, well, we don't like this. This is not good enough. Because publishers are in the business for one thing, to make money. They're in there to make money. They're not going to publish you if, if Wendy Williams has a book, they'll publish her instead because it'll sell. And they're in the purpose, right. they're making money. But today, you can publish yourself. So you don't, there's nothing to worry about. You have an editor, you have a, you have your own self-publishing and you're good to go and you have your book. So get out you there and your write book. this story. Just get out there and write. Just go there and write whatever it is you want to say. And if there's something you want to know about and nobody's written it, you write it. Oh my goodness. Get the ladies and gentlemen who are listening. If there's something you want to know about and it doesn't exist, you that that's the universe telling you you're meant to make it exist. Mm -hmm. But I don't I, I don't want to leave our time together without talking about the book of yours that I am currently reading. It's called Mango Samba. And uh I just gotta <laughs> say, I wanna I'm I'm gonna do this as shameless plug. If you are a person like me who loves a good romance, this is it. If you love a good murder mystery, this is it. <laughs> if you love suspense, this is it. If you if you love I was trying to think today, um, who would I say if I had to say what 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 the your writing is? It's a, it's a nice, easy read. I like that. Um, but it's an, it's so poetic and it's so descriptive until it makes me feel like I'm on the island. Um, it takes place in the island. It also takes place in Baltimore. So if you like some history about those two places and um, if you like history, I didn't say that. If you are a history buff, this book is for you. And um, so... I want to thank you for writing this book, and, the, and and this happens to be the first book of yours that, that I that I've read. But I knew after seeing your artwork that I had to experience your writing. I've heard about um, your writing, and it it it, it, it does not disappoint. Um, the writing is superb. The storyline is captivating, and um, where can we where where can we find your books? Uh, this one in particular, I'm plugging. But you've written so many <laughs> books: the children's books, eight of those. You've written two biographies on Barack and Michelle Obama, a memoir, a novel, which is the one I referred to here, um, a mango and samba, mango samba, and you've written a textbook on Henrietta Lacks. Where can the listening audience go to get their hands on your written material? Well, they should be available at on Amazon. Amazon should have them. Yeah. Um, I have um, copies at my home. And, um, and so uh, for our listening audience, again, the author that our guest today is Dawn Alette, A-L-L-E-T-T-E. -T -T -E. If you're looking for her books, I hope that you do. I hope that you'll, you'll go and you'll find the books. And what about your beautiful artwork? Um, I mean, amazing artwork. Uh, if, you're, if you're a person who I, I now... I now am the proud owner of a Dawn Alette original. I just have to go ahead and say that <laughs> because they're just absolutely beautiful. And if if, if people want to view your work, um, is it is there a place where they can do that? Where they can go and and see the beauty um, 
or is that up and coming? I, I don't know if I have your... Yeah, my website, website isn't up yet, so that should be up and coming soon. And there will be, uh, you know, contact information just to wear because I, by appointment only, because I have an in-home gallery. Um, okay. So that website should be on shortly. I'm currently looking for somebody who knows how to do a website for me. <laughs> Oh, I know that. Well, yeah, I think I have to give you a name of somebody that I do know. Um, but yes, so I, I encourage people to, you know, stay stay on the lookout for the for the website with, so that you can view the artwork. I promise you, you will be amazed. Um, I can't say that it's just one thing. It, it's 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 so so much um, variety and so much passion and and richness in 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 that. And I'm I'm no. Um, uh, you know, art critique or anything like that. I don't have the, but I, mm. but I think I have an eye for what looks good. I definitely am a reader. I read people send me their books. I read books all the time. I love to read. And, and when I get a good story that makes me want to come home and curl up with a cup of tea and just s slip away into another world, uh, this book, uh, Mango Samba did and is doing yeah. that for well, me to the thank point you. where it was and I got to you, I'm, I'm, I'm this kind of reader. I don't know if there's anybody else who's um, like me. When I really like a book, I don't want it to end. So I will I purposely start slowing down. I know. I do the same thing. I, I get very attached to the characters. And then I don't, you know, and people meet me and ask me, when is the sequel? What happens to Deirdre after? I said, why don't you write it? Because <laughs> I don't know what happens after. She hasn't, she hasn't contacted me. But um, I guess she'll get to me if she's not dead. I don't know if he killed her in the end. I'm still waiting. But if she is alive, I'm sure she will contact me and let me know. I I have the rest of the story for you. In which case, I'll sit at my computer and listen. And, and I love that you do that. That you say, you know, the characters speak to you. They tell you what they are going to do. Yes. And that's how you write. It's like, you know, you're so into it yourself. To, you've let go of your 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 story exactly. and you let them the characters and and that's how full these characters are i mean well, i can you. feel them <laughs> right and it's almost like i don't want to um to end because i feel like oh my gosh my company my, my friends <laughs> will leave me I, once i, I, once I get to the end of this book yeah. where will they go so um our guest today has been dawn alette She's been speaking with us about uh, not only her work, which is a beautiful body of work, but also to encourage um, you. Remember some key points from her, from what she's shared with us today. When did she start writing? Age 50. She started at age 10, but she didn't write again after that for 40 years. And at, four, at age 50, she started turning out work like nobody's business, like a mad woman. And it's such good work. So wherever you are in your life, whether you're 15, 10 or 50 or beyond, if you have a dream that you want to do, please, please give it to us. Put it out there in the world. You heard her say that, you know, so many, you go to the graveyard, so many people die with their books inside of them. You don't be the person who dies with your gifts that you're meant to share with the world inside of you. Don't worry about whether or not someone else is going to accept it. Give because you have to get it out and put it out in the universe. Become curious because that will help you overcome fear. And always remember that you have choice. Yes. If you choose not to share your gift. That is a choice. That is a choice. And I hope that you'll choose to share it. Attached to your feelings, it will help you to know where you're meant to go. 
Listen, I'm Dr. Draper. Go ahead. Sorry, say that one more time. I was going to say, if, if you want motivation, remember what Nike said on his shoe. He said, just do it. Just do it. Just that's, do it. Absolutely. It's as simple as that. Um, create some time in your day. Prioritize tapping into your authentic self. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. This is the Everyday Peace Show with Dr. Drayvon James. If you have not tapped into my website, drdravonjames.com, I don't know why not. I wish you would do that today. There's something there special waiting for you. Again, please know that we do 12-week uh, group coaching leaders in high heels. If you're looking to make this year your best personal year, whether you're looking to grow in your self-awareness, your emotional intelligence, your stick-to-itness, your perseverance, or whether you're willing to, wanting to grow in your company, in your business, in your community, there is something for you in coaching. I highly, highly, highly recommend that everyone have a coach. It will help you get to from where you are to where you want to be. So if you're looking for a wonderful dynamic team to, to pair up with, please consider um, visiting the website, drdravonjames.com and putting in your contact information there. And we will, we will reach out to you. I promise you that. Uh, until next time, I absolutely love you. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation Podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.